once again, um, God has a, another special purpose for us in this wonderful um, evening where we'll be sharing the Bible and having moments um, of God's Word and sharing His Word and His message. And I remember uh, some past years in 2018 when I gave a small um, but detailed and profound prophecy, I did a mission to say, please make sure you get your Bibles now. And if you don't have a Bible, go and buy the Bible because time is coming where you, you'll be home. And I prophesied that. I said, you'll be home. There'll be no church services. And I said, get your Bible. So I hope you did. You got your Bible. And the reason why I said that is because I knew time would come where we need, uh, would need, uh, we would need a lot of moments to share the Bible and have the Bible sharing and the fellowship together, the koinonia with Christ, moments where we share the Bible and see um, uh, what the Bible says. So once again, in today's message, um, I'm with uh, my beautiful wife uh, who will be helping us today in the sharing and she'll also be getting some questions from any person who be, uh, those who will be sending their questions. She'll be getting those questions and she'll be reading for me and I'll be answering those questions. Shalom everyone. I hope you're keeping safe. No, we are praying for you. So we'll be sharing this a wonderful message and she's with me right here and we'll be having a wonderful spontaneous moments uh, spiritual moments of sharing the word and mind you uh, i'll be sharing the most uh, sensitive topic about uh, the mark of the beast uh, which is a uh, 666 and today we're doing part three and some people who may not agree with um, um, what we are sharing uh, as we say, I am the founder of an enlightened Christian gathering church. It's a church with its own faith and belief. So let me in advance say this, that uh, this is how we believe in our church. And you may also believe this topic in, in a different way in your church. So um, we have no problems with how you believe in your church according to the revelations of your man of God. And I'm also a man of God in my own church and in my own abilities and, and uh, capacities. So this is how we also at ECG um, believe the scriptures and believe how God said and how God says things would be. So without any offense, we'd like um, you to understand that this is how we are sharing to our people, our followers of the church. This is not uh, a message to the nation or to nations or to countries, uh, but this is totally to those who follow and believe that I'm their uh, spiritual leader and that, that they follow our teachings, and this is a message to them. So uh, having that disclaimer in the preamble, it's very important uh, to have that, you know, cleared out that this is how we believe, but we serve the same God and we just have different way or ways of interpretation of the Bible. Well, uh, let me welcome you once again into um, uh, part three uh, of uh, the Mark of the Beast, as I've been uh, explaining and sharing the Bible with you. Uh, in the first case, uh, I would like to just give you a small reminder uh, of what I was sharing some past uh, weeks. And we began with our um, uh, interpretation of the Bible, um, with the Bible sharing, with um, the following things. I did mention to you to say, uh, so many people were asking, uh, what's happening with the coronavirus? Is it um, uh, something, is Jesus about to come? Or is the end of the world, the world is ending? Or what's going on, the world is ending? So I came up with an answer and I said, no, it's not. I remember prior, uh, when just coronavirus started in China, I did make a prayer 
to all our followers to say that this will not affect your families, this will not come closer to you. And I was also the first man of God who came out and said, we are closing our church. And, uh, but before that, I had prayed for you, and I believe that this will not happen, will not kill you, will not destroy you. Have faith in God, and as I prayed for you in, 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 the, in the beginning, and I'm also praying for you that this will not affect you. And secondly, I also need to come out and explain to you to say the coming of coronavirus is not the end of the world. Rather, it's fulfillment of the Bible prophecy, which says that this is, is supposed to happen. It is supposed to happen. The coronavirus is um, uh, one of um, the, uh, the things which the Bible speaks of, um, that these things are supposed to happen. And we did open uh, the book of uh, Matthew 24, and we grouped them as signs of the last days. So we did see uh, signs of the last days, also in the book of Mark 13, uh, where Jesus speaks out of when you see these things are happening. It is not the end of the world, but these are signs of the last days. So we differentiated between last days and end uh, times. So we said last days are events which will happen prior to the coming of uh, rapture. So rapture is going to happen first before the second coming of Jesus. And um, I also did mention the difference between um, um, uh, rapture and the second coming of Jesus. And I also mentioned the difference between uh, the suffering or the last day's um, um, uh, trials uh, um, comparing with the tribulations. And I did mention to you to say uh, that um, uh, last days, uh, days that will happen before rapture. And I said rapture, it is the return of the Holy Spirit back to heaven. Because in the book of John chapter 16 speaks of God sending the Holy Spirit to us on earth as a gift. Jesus said, I will not leave you alone. I will send you another comforter. I will send you the alos parakretos in Greek, another comforter who shall be with you. He shall guide you in all things. He shall teach you in all, all things. He shall, you know, and then we talk about the Holy Spirit. It's a broad topic about the Holy Spirit. I handled it last week, Sunday. I, I shared about the, Holy, the role of the Holy Spirit in the last days. And we also looked at um, how the Holy Spirit came in the book of Acts chapter 2 when um, uh, the disciples were in one room with one accord. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit, like a rushing wind, came upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak the word of God in, in, with boldness. And then Peter stood up and began to share. And this is what Peter said. He said, brethren, these people um, are not drunk as we think they are. But this is to fulfill the prophecy of Prophet Joel. When he prophesied and said, in the last days, right? In the last days. So last days began in the book of New Testament, in the book of Acts. When the Holy Spirit came on earth, Peter stood up and said, this is the beginning of last days. So he said, in the last days I shall pour out my spirit on all flesh. Young men and young women shall prophesy. They shall see visions. They shall dream dreams upon my servants. So you see, uh, from the book of Acts chapter 2, we began to move in the period of last days. So last days has got its own things which were prophesied they would happen before rapture. So there are so many things, including the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
The whole reason why the Holy Spirit is on earth at this point in time is to prepare the church, the erect, to be prepared for the rapture. So the Holy Spirit is on earth now, and, and Jesus said, those who shall believe in my name, they shall cast out demons, they shall speak in tongues, even if a deadly poison comes on them, they will not die by it. You see? And then Jesus said, if you shall believe and shall be baptized, you shall be saved. So we see salvation coming in here. So the Holy Spirit came in to help in the last days. So Jesus said in the last days, you see the following things happening. So he also mentioned the things uh, from the book of Matthew. Um, um, uh, let's just go. Uh, 24. Uh, when you, you check the book of Matthew from 24, uh, from verse 2, you see Jesus Christ when he was in the temple where somebody came to him and he said, Master, um, this is a beautiful temple. And Jesus says, Oh, the temple you're seeing, how beautiful it is. None of these stones shall be left. None of these stones, for it shall be flat. It shall be flat. It shall be destroyed. And true to the Jesus prophecy, uh, later, 50 years later, uh, that when he died, after 50 years later, um, the temple was destroyed. As I'm speaking to you right now, the temple, there is no temple in Israel. That temple is destroyed. None of the stone is left on each other, just as he prophesied. So we can see the series of activities that began to happen after the book of Acts, that the Holy Spirit came, the temple was destroyed, all these things. And Jesus Christ prophesied that you see parents will betray children and children betray parents and you'll be hated for my name's sake. Um, and no reason. Just the fact that you worship God and that you preach, people will hate you. So he said all these things will happen as signs before rapture. Then he mentioned so many things. Now read from verse 2. And Jesus said to them, all right. Do you not see all these things? All right. Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another mm. that shall not be thrown down. Mm. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? And of sign the, of your coming, comma. And of the end of the age. And end of the age. So there are two different things here. Yes. There's, there are signs of his coming, which is rapture. And when, according to the Bible, in the book of Thessalonians, when he comes, he will, he will not come on earth. He will come in the air, and we shall, those who believe, shall be raptured. We shall be raptured together, and we shall meet him in the air. And according to First uh, uh, Corinthians 15, from verse 15, the Bible speaks of the transformation and the transition which is going to happen, uh, how we shall be converted from our physical bodies to immortal bodies. Right? So the Bible says those who died... And they were, they were believers. They died in Christ. They shall resurrect first. And they shall meet him in the air. Then us, we who are alive, shall change from corruptible to incorruptible. And we shall be converted. And the Bible says all this, according to 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 50, it says it shall happen in a twink of an eye. It shall happen so quick. It shall happen so fast that you will not understand it. It just happened very fast. The Bible says 
like like a twinkle of an eye. The way how fast it is when you when you just close your eyes or you, you blink your eye. That's how these things will happen. The whole transformation and the whole rapture will happen in that way. So people just disappear from the face of the earth. Rapture has taken place and we shall meet him in the air. But that's on the end of the world. But, and then they say to him, how? Now read again about the difference. How they were asking him. They said what? Tell us, when will these things be? When will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? Sign of his coming, which is rapture. And of the end of the age. And end of the age. So, after rapture is explained, I don't have to explain more. Uh, um, I already thought about this. So, after rapture, we shall meet him in the air. And then, that's where Jesus Christ said, when he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. What place? Which place was he talking about? Which place was he speaking when he said, I'm going to pre uh, prepare a place for you? Because heaven existed already. He was in heaven. Uh, heaven existed. But he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So we shall be raptured and we shall meet him in the air. At that point in time, we shall be in the place where he went to prepare for us. And when we shall be with him, at that point in time, Okay, the biggest reason why we shall be raptured is because God will save us from trouble. All right, I've seen some people preaching to say um, uh, those who believe in Christ, uh, there will be, there'll be um, uh, uh, a mark, uh, there'll, be, uh, they'll be saying, we're going to cut off your hand. Do you believe in Christ or not? If you say, I don't, then they'll be cutting your hand. No, wow, that's going to happen after rapture, Okay. That's going to happen after rapture. So rapture will happen first. Why? Because God wants to save us from these tribulations. In, in saving us from tribulations, God made rapture to exist. So rapture will happen. Then those who shall remain are those who shall go into days, years of tribulations. And according to the book of Daniel chapter 9, from verse 23, this will be seven years of tribulations. And as I said before, that in these seven years, it will not just be seven years. It will be seven years of tribulations. Um, just continue reading the scripture of Matthew, uh, where we will find out where Jesus Christ actually said there has never been a moment and a time where people will suffer like these days. So these days of tribulations will happen after rapture. So those who don't, who will stay because of sin, those who stay on earth, are those now who will be looking for the word of God. They will not find this word. They, they, they will now face the devil. They will face the beast. We'll, we'll talk about the beast um, in a, uh, as we share in the Bible uh, very soon. They will now face the beast. In the book of Daniel 9 verse 27, the Bible says there will be a beast who is going to rise. And when he rises up, he will be living in Jerusalem. And when he's leaving Jerusalem, he'll be, he'll be there for seven days. But how do we know that seven days uh, are not seven days, but actually are seven years? We, we find out when we, st we start about uh, Jacob. Jacob, when he went to his, uncle, to, to his uncle Laban, the Bible says that when he was there, he said he would work for more seven days. According to the Bible, he said he would work more seven days. But actually, they represented the years. So... Um, the Bible says he will reign for seven days, which are seven years. Uh, this beast, uh, who is going to rise up, and we'll talk, who is this beast, and how will this beast rise? We also mentioned about that um, a, a bit uh, in our last sharing about who is this beast. We, I explained much about it in my last uh, sharing. 
uh, about this topic. But this beast will rise. And according to the Bible, when he will rise, when he will rise, he will rule in his reign. The whole world will be very happy of him. And he will come like in peace. He will come so very cunning. And the whole world will be like, wow, this is the most intelligent man in the world. And they will give him access. Even Israel will give him access. He will say, Israel will say, all right, you should rule over us. Because you bring peace between the Muslims and the Christians. And when he brings this peace, according to the Bible, when he will bring this peace, he will make a treaty with Israel. But he will break his treaty within three and a half years. And who is this beast? I explained according to the Bible uh, in the book of Revelation chapter 13, verse 2. The Bible speaks of this beast rising from the sea. And we did um, uh, explain, I did explain to say the meaning of the sea according to the book of Revelation 17, verse 15. The sea represents people. And the Bible says, and the beast will rise from the sea. And I also explained to say the meaning of the beast, it means the political um, uh, influence. The political influence. I also explained um, the meaning of the political influence. Revelation 13, and I stood upon the sand of the sea. Right you there? Uh, from, verse, uh, from verse 1, can you just read for me? Then I stood on the sand of the sea, mm -hmm. and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, mm. having seven heads and mm. ten horns, mm. and on his horns ten crowns, mm -hmm. and on his head a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. All right, so as we said uh, in our last sharing of the Bible, the beast represents uh, political influence. And we shared that, which we checked in the book of uh, Daniel uh, last time when I was ministering. And we saw that uh, actually the beast represents the kingdoms, uh, which is the political influence or governments. So when we hear the Bible saying, and the beast shall rise, it doesn't mean an animal, okay? It doesn't mean an animal. It's actually a word which means uh, a political influence will rise up. So whatever the beast is going to do, it will, it will have to do with uh, governance, political influence, which will affect all right, those who believe in Christ. They will be persecuted. And we have seen signs of the end times. And we have seen signs of the last days. So where we are, we have got two things happening. We have got signs of last days and the signs of end times. So end times will happen after rapture. But we can see signs now. All right? So last days, I mean, rapture will happen, uh, and we're going to have last days happening first before rapture. And we're going to also see signs of last days, which uh, will launch us into, into rapture. So signs of last days uh, are written in the book of Matthew uh, 24, which we are reading now. Just continue reading. Let's find out the signs of the last days. All right, just continue reading. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, mm. and what will be the sign of your coming, mm. and of the end of the age? Mm. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, mm. and will deceive many. And mm. you will hear of wars and rumors of war. Mm -hmm. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. 
but the end is not yet. Mm. For nation will rise against nation, mm -hmm. and kingdom against kingdom, mm. and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. Uh, we all know the meaning of pestilence, right? Uh, pestilence are incurable sicknesses, uh, diseases like which we're having right now, the coronavirus. So, all these are signs, okay? These are just the signs before rapture. Uh, nations rise against nations, kingdom against kingdoms, uh, people rise. Uh, continue reading. Just continue reading. And earthquakes in various places. All right. All these are the beginning of sorrow. So this is just the beginning of sorrow. So signs of uh, last days are just the beginning of sorrows. So real sorrow happened after rapture. That's where it will be bad to those who will stay, those who will not be raptured. It will completely be bad. It will not be a nice thing. Those who will stay on rapture, it will be a completely a bad thing. Those of you who are um, uh, uh, not going to make it, trust you me to be a bad, bad, bad thing. If you not make it, I hope you will. And that's why you are um, with me here uh, sharing the Bible. So the Bible continues reading, uh, right? Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. They will deliver you to tribulations and, kill and they will you. kill you. Right? And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. You will be hated by all nations for my name. And we're seeing these things happening. And we can't say we're not seeing these things are happening right now. So you'll be hated. You see, you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Just, you don't even know, you see, they don't even know you, but they just start hating you. Like, I don't like this guy. I don't just, I don't like, why don't you like him? I just don't know. I just don't like him. I've heard about, you see, the Bible says you shall be hated by many people for my name's sake. And you wonder, why, why so much hatred? We know we're in the last days. Somebody told me, it's like, uh, my neighbor hates you. I'm like, uh, I know. I know they, they're supposed to hate me. And uh, because we're, we're in those days, rapture is about to happen. So hatred is supposed to just to come for no reason. It's just to hate you. I just hate him. So these, these are signs. If you see people hating you, no reason. Or when you hear people hating somebody without reason, just know. We are in those days. Rapture is real. Jesus is coming. Prepare your way. Don't waste time trying to justify yourself to people. Jesus is coming. Make your way straight with God. All right, continue reading. And then many will be offended, mm. will betray one another, mm -hmm. and will hate one another. Can you imagine? Then many false prophets will rise up right. and deceive many. Mm -hmm. And because lawlessness will abound... The love of many will grow cold. Now, you see, this is where I was sharing last time to see the Bible says uh, so many false prophets will rise and they'll deceive many. And this verse is so much, you see, used by people who want to justify the reason why they don't want to listen when prophet says repent your sins. You see, the fact that there is a fake money, that doesn't mean that there's no uh, uh, genuine money. The true prophet, the genuine prophet, which has ever existed, is only one prophet on, in the world, and that is Jesus Christ. All of us were the messengers of Jesus. Jesus, he is the prophet of God. He is the son of God. He is God. And all of us were just the messengers. So any person who will come and claim to be Christ and claim to be the Messiah, they are false prophets. No one should come and claim to be Jesus. 
because he is the only prophet who was sent by God. That's why Jesus Christ said, before, before Moses, I am. Jesus said that. Before Moses, I am. All prophets, all the law, he says, they all spoke of me. So every prophet in the world should speak of Jesus. There shouldn't be any person who will come and personalize themselves and say they are the healers, they are the saviors. No, Jesus is the healer. He's the savior. He is the only prophet. Every prophet points, whether they are in the Old Testament, they all prophesy of him. After Old Testament, they all prophesy of him. So any person, when he said false prophets rise and claim to be him, he meant that, that so many false Christs will rise up and say they are him. So uh, uh, we have seen that so many, many years, uh, people coming up to say they are Jesus and they are, they, they are the messiahs, they are the healers. And this is why so many people are confused whether uh, uh, they are true prophets or not. All of us, we are pointing at Jesus as the Son of God, as the Christ. Every spirit that denies this is not the spirit of Christ. It is the spirit of Antichrist. We are here as messengers. Whether we call, somebody calls us prophets or not, but the real God, the real Christ is Jesus. We are here as an extension of his calling to prophesy of his second coming. Uh, which is um, after rapture, and to speak of rapture, and to, and, and to fulfill what he said, that in the last days I shall pour out my spirit on all flesh. Young men shall prophesy. And he didn't say some people. He said, on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So the spirit of prophecy is upon everyone. That's why I shared, I said, some are prophetic intercessors, some are prophetic pastors, some are prophetic bishops, some are prophetic teachers, some are prophetic uh, businessmen, businesswomen, prophetic lawyers, prophetic... God's going to raise up people who shall go into even um, the uh, professional fields with the Spirit of God. And, and they will do so mighty well, and, and, and they will overcome the world. In every field they will be, the Spirit of prophecy will be upon them. Look at what God said about Cyrus, that Cyrus will be able to defeat kingdoms and he will, he will be a successful man because the Spirit of God will be upon him. So you must understand about all these type of things that the Spirit of God, or when we say you're a prophet, it doesn't mean just when you, you're able to prophesy and stand the pulpit. No. The Bible says in the last days, that will be a sign. We shall all receive the prophetic. All right, so it will be in different dimensions. Some will be preaching, some will be doing different things. So, at the very same time, people will rise up and claim to be Jesus. And they'll be false prophets. They'll be, for, uh, they'll be false Christ. They'll be performing miracles and they say they are Jesus. And they are not. So this is how we shall know. Now continue reading the Bible. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. All right. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a now, witness. There's one other thing here. The Bible speaks of uh, lawlessness, where there be no law. People don't respect the law. And, and we are seeing that thing happening now, where even um, uh, what was a law then in, in other states, in other countries, is no longer becoming a law. So we are seeing where the world is coming. And Jesus spoke about all these things that you shall be rejected, you shall, all these things are happening already. 
All right, so these are negative things. And I also said about the positive things, which the Bible says in Isaiah 60, that the Spirit of God said, rise, shine. Darkness has covered upon the face of the earth. This is Isaiah. He, he was in the Spirit predicting the future. Darkness shall cover the face of the earth, but God will rise upon his people. So he says, the glory of the Lord will come upon his people. Now he says, rise, shine, for thy light has come. Then God speaks of how you should overcome these days in the book of Isaiah 60, that we shall uh, overtake, we shall overcome. In the days of, the, in these last days, Isaiah uh, speaks of that. He says, we shall, we shall overcome, our gates shall open continually, uh, we shall make it in life. You see, in the book of Revelation, it says, those who shall overcome, they shall be given a rod of iron. So in these days, are days of the Holy Spirit, are days of revival. The church will be stronger than it was before. I keep on saying this. We're going to face the war. We're going to face the challenges. We're going to face the trials. You see, people will just start hating men of God for no reason. We'll be hated. People rise against us, but just know Jesus is about to come. But if we shall overcome, we shall be given a rod of iron. The word rod of iron actually represents authority. So we are speaking of the signs of the last days. I've just in, in a brief, uh, also, uh, then there'll be rapture. That's going to happen. The day for rapture, nobody knows it. It can happen any time from now. I keep on saying that. It can happen tonight. It can happen tomorrow morning. It can happen 20 years from now. It can happen any day. But we, the Bible says we shall be raptured, right? We shall be raptured. And that is rapture. All right, so when after rapture, what's going to happen is, then the beast will rise. All right. So today, we're going to stay much on um, the book of uh, Revelation 13. That's what we'll be talking about. So if you're watching, God bless you. We'll be continuing in a few minutes from now. Uh, let's just have a small break. After this small break, we will be coming back and ex continue explaining about uh, Revelation 13. See you soon. Continuing um, with our topic, um, speaking about um, uh, end times and last days. So as, we, as I prior mentioned that, you see, the mark of the beast, uh, that time when I spoke, it will be represented in a form of uh, political influence. And I also mentioned we are now experiencing signs of the, of the because you must understand one thing here, that the devil has always imitated the kingdom of God. In the first place, he was in heaven. He was with God. According to the Bible, he was called Lucifer and he was cast down. That's why he imitates almost everything that happens in heaven, he does too. So there is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. And we have got the devil, right? And then we have got evil spirits. With God, we have Holy Spirit. Now, but we have got the Son in Jesus. We have got the Son now, we have got the Father, and the Bible speaks of the devil as the father of lies. So we've got the Father, and we have got um, um, uh, the evil spirit, the father of lies, which is the, the uh, Lucifer, and we've got uh, the evil spirit. But where is the Son? Because according to God, there's God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the, and the devil imitates. In such imitation, he, he needs to introduce a son, 
right? He needs to introduce a son. And that son is called the Antichrist, who will be born or who is already born in the flesh. All right? So when you hear about the word Antichrist, actually the devil is trying also to portray somebody, to bring somebody in the flesh who says, okay, me too, I've got somebody in the flesh, the way the Father, uh, the Son, the Holy Spirit, me too, I've got the, the evil spirit, I have, uh, uh, it's me, the Father, and I'm also having the Son, which will be the Antichrist. All right, so we'll be looking at that point, uh, that topic today, all right, and we'll share some few things. Now, as I did mention to say, uh, after all what we are seeing now are signs of uh, last days, not end times. So after these signs, we as a church, the Bible says there will be revival. The glory of the Lord will be thicker than the glory of those former days. Um, the power of God, that's what's happening now. The, the anointing is stronger. God is moving in a great way. Many, many churches, many men of God, God is moving in, and he's using so many men of God that God is raising up. You haven't even seen some men of God that God is raising up. They're about to rise, okay? They're about to rise. You're going to see men of God who God is raising up. They will come up with powerful teachings, preachings, miracles, and God is going to use them. And I'm praying for them day and night that God should raise even more. That Jesus is about to come. We need more laborers in the kingdom. We need more people. It's not about uh, my church. It's, it's about the church of God. It's not about me. It's not about uh, you. It's not about we. It's about him, God. It's about him. So we are praying down the night that God should raise up so many men of God. And the Bible says this gospel must be preached to the ends of the world. So let's pray for a lot of men of God to come up. And I'm praying God to raise up so many people who rise. They'll be so sharp in the prophetic, even more than us. They'll be very deep, accurate. And, and I'm praying for them because it's not, it's not our kingdom. It is the kingdom of God. So we are praying for the revival to happen because the Bible says before the coming of Jesus, these things are supposed to happen. So we are praying for the revival, the revival to happen in the world, people to, to be raised up. If you're watching me now, I'm praying that God should raise you up in one way or another, whether on the pulpit, whether as a kingdom of financial, whether as a giver to the needy, whether as whatsoever that God can raise you up, but he has to raise you up in these days because the spirit is not poured out for few people. The Bible says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. So in these last days, rapture can happen anytime. Jesus can, can come anytime. After that, then, as I said, someone will come who will be like, he's a very intelligent man. He's going to come and say, wow, I am the most intelligent person and the whole world will love him and give him access. That's, that would be now dangerous. So you better make your life to Christ now. Because now as Gentiles, we have been given grace. This was not our salvation. God gave us grace. By grace we are saved. Not by our works, not what we have done, but what he has done. So if you accept Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior now, you have an opportunity to be raptured. And when you are raptured, you, you meet Jesus in heavenly places. Those who stay on earth in the first seven years of horror and terror, the Antichrist will rise and he will rule. So what is happening? Prophet, we are hearing about 
um, all these things are about to happen in the world. Uh, we're hearing about the Mac. We're hearing about the 6-6. What's going on? Well, these are just actually um, the signs of the end times. Signs of the end times that they, they are really coming. Because what's happening now is supposed to happen after rapture. Uh, in the book of Revelation 13, we hear the Bible speaking of the beast that's going to rise. Now from Revelation 13, let's read again the Bible from verse 1. Then I stood on the sand of the sea. All right. And I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. Now we said according to um, Revelation 17, verse 15, all right, the sea represents people. So the beast rising from what? From the sea. Now, Daniel, go to Daniel chapter 7, verse 23. Thus he said, mm -hmm. the fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth. So the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom on earth. On earth. So the beast represents a political power. So whenever you hear the word beast, don't be like, oh, there'll be an animal. Oh, there'll be. No, actually it will happen very smart. It's happening already. It's happening. It's a smart move that you must understand this. A beast will rise up. Now, it says which, which, which beast? Uh, from that verse? The fourth beast. The fourth beast. And I want you to hear that statement. We are talking of the... Uh, the read that. What is the Bible saying? Which shall be different from all other kingdoms. All right, right. And shall devour the whole earth. Now, that's it. So, the fourth beast shall rise. I think you understand that. Now, continue. Uh, Revelation chapter 13. The Bible says, and I stood upon the sand of the sea um, and saw a beast. A beast, now we are saying, is a political what? It's um, a political figure mm -hmm. or governance. All right? I saw a beast. Rising up out a, of the sea. Out of the sea. And sea is what? People. People. So a political figure, a political figure or governance or influence will rise out of the people. people. All right. So uh, underline the word people here. All right. Continue. So we have got the people and we've got a, a political influence. So if you hear that people be like, they want to pray, they are stopped by the beast. It will actually be gov governments. All right. That will be saying no more prayers or no more this or no more that or no more that or arrest this person. And it's happening already. In other countries, government will sue you for preaching. Governments will sue you, will arrest you for preaching. Governments will actually attack you and, 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 and some are even killed because that's actually the meaning of a beast. So when you say a beast, it's a political inference. So don't think it will happen. Don't be thinking of the future. It's happening already. In other countries, you are not allowed to preach. You'll be killed by actually the law of those governments. All right, so don't be thinking of a beast, it will come. All right, that's wrong. So today we have unveiled the beast and we are saying it's a political inference. Now, the Bible says, and the beast will rise out of the people, which is the sea, which is a political inference, right? And uh, uh, continue. Having seven heads and ten horns. Now, seven heads. heads. We want to find out what are these seven hertz. Now we go to the book of Revelation chapter 17. All right. Um, let's go to the book of uh, Revelation chapter 17. 
uh, verse 9. It says what? Here is the mind mm -hmm. which has wisdom. Mm -hmm. The seven heads are seven mountains mm -hmm. on which the woman sits. All right. So the seven herds are the seven mountains. Now, mountains represents countries. That's why when they, they say the head, uh, the head uh, of, of a state, we know what it means. So uh, the seven, seven herds represent seven mountains, which are seven nations. Now, what's going to happen is, in these days where we're living, um, seven countries or seven head of states, they will do something. And what is that something that they're going to do? Now, let's continue reading the scripture. What does the Bible say? Having seven heads and ten horns. Now, ten horns. Now, we're going to find out the meaning of what are these, what's the meaning of ten horns. Now, verse 10, uh, I mean verse 9, verse 9. Here is the mind mm -hmm. which has wisdom. Mm -hmm. The seven heads are seven mountains All right. on which the woman sits. And we have said the seven mountains represents what? Nations. Verse 10. There are also seven kings. Good. So, seven heads represent what? Seven countries with their seven leaders. Mm -hmm. Okay? And there are seven kings. All right? Now, you, you'll be shocked to, to hear this. All right? And then the Bible says, continue. Five have fallen. Five have fallen. One is. One is. And the other has not yet come. All right. Now, let's look at this. So, five kingdoms are already fallen. So, we look at all those kingdoms. The, the, the Babylonian kingdom, the, the Persia in those days, right? So, there were five kingdoms. By the time John was writing this, uh, the book of Revelation, he said five kingdoms, they rose and have fallen. And by that time, there was one kingdom that was very influential. One kingdom, which was very influential. And by this time, we all understand that he was arrested and he was at the island of Patmos. All right? And at this point in time, there was one kingdom that was more powerful. Then he says, five are fallen. One is too powerful until now. But one is yet to come. So at this point in time, the, the seventh one had not yet come. Now, if you look at that, you have got six kingdoms. Five gone. One was at that time, which is six. Then he says one is yet to come. Now, what is this seventh one? Now, let's continue with our... Um, um, what is this kingdom? Do we have this kingdom? Do we, do we have this king? Do we have this person? Or do we have... Uh, where is the word going? Now, continue... Uh, uh, sorry, Revelation 13. Now, what the Bible is saying? And on his horns, ten crowns. All right. We're going to also find out the meaning of those ten crowns. All right? Continue. And on his heads, a blasphemous name. All right. So, on... His heads. On, on his heads, a blasphemous, blasphemous name. name. Now, when you go to chapter 12, verse 3, you, you find the same story. Now... The only thing they would use is blasphemy. Blasphemy will be used as a serious weapon which will destroy so many Christians. So many men of God will be blasphemed. So the biggest weapon which will be used is blasphemy. 
Now, I want you to understand one thing here. In the book of Revelation, chapter 17, uh, verse 9 to 10, we see uh, the meaning of seven heads, which are uh, seven kingdoms and seven uh, uh, leaders. And we have seen that five kingdoms have already passed. And we are also seeing that we are in, um, uh, in, in the book of Revelation. There was one, which is the sixth one. But now we are, we are in the last kingdom, which is supposed to come. Has this kingdom yet come? Because he said the last one is yet to come. Which last one? Let's continue chapter 13, verse 2. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. Mm -hmm. His feet were like the feet of a bear, mm -hmm. and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. Mm -hmm. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. This is what's going to happen. So as he said, this is now the rule or the reign of a beast. What's going to happen is somebody's going to rise up. This person is not in governance. He's not in power, but he's going to come into governance. And different states, all right, will give accreditations. We'll say we're agreeing to what he is saying. How do we know? We understand the seven kingdoms have passed. I mean, the five kingdoms have passed. Uh, probably the sixth kingdom has also passed. But there is one thing that is more dangerous. In verse 1 of Revelation chapter 13, the Bible speaks of, a, of a, a, a having seven heads and ten horns, which in the book of Revelation chapter 17, we find the meaning of the ten horns in verse 12. Uh, verse 12, what does it say? The ten horns which mm -hmm. you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet. All right. But they receive authority for one hour. All right. So you, you understand that? So... Um, the five kingdoms have already passed. We have no problem with them. The sixth kingdom, it was ruling at that moment, right? There was one political power, one, one super, superpower country that was ruling at that point in time. And then the Bible speaks that one is yet to come, which is the, the one that will be ruled by the Antichrist. This Antichrist will rise up because of his wisdom. People will love him and he's going to come up with ideas. And we're going to talk about that. And he will be supported by ten horns. Ten horns in Revelation 17, um, verse 12, it says, these are ten kings, which are ten leaders. So what's going to happen is, you must understand this. In our days, one who's going to rise up, one person is going to rise up with good ideas, with, and he's going to quote a proposal. And this proposal, it will make him, the Bible says, and the dragon will give this beast power. And when he gives him power, all these ten kings, which are ten leaders, will support. To say we are supporting. That's how to start. We are supporting. We are buying the idea. We want this idea to happen. So don't think a beast will come like an animal. It will come in the flesh and then invert and penetrate into the political realm. And it's going to use the political influence. And 10 countries will first say, we're going to back it up. And as I'm speaking to you right now, these things are happening. And trust you me, these countries have come up already and have agreed to this. It's not made obvious, but one day you're going to see this happening. So we are in the days where nations, I never said which country, but you, we are in those days now 
where some is going to rise up and is going to have ideas and proposals. And according to the Bible, ten horses, which are ten kings, shall agree to this thing. Now, continue reading um, uh, verse 2 of um, uh, Revelation 13. It says, And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. All right. His feet were like the feet of a bear, mm -hmm. and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. Mm -hmm. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Mm -hmm. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. Mm. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. Mm. Said what? Who followed it? The world. And yeah. all the world marveled. The whole world marveled. Mm. That's why I say that you see how it will come to come, the beast will come in a way that people will be like, wow, we're going to follow this. We're gonna, we want to do this. This is the best thing. And I'll go verse 4. And verse 4 says what? So they worshipped the dragon right. who gave authority to the beast. But they will not know they're worshipping the dragon. Okay? How they worship the dragon? By accepting the proposal of the beast. It's on that verse, actually. And they worshipped the beast, They saying, worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? All right. Who is able to make war with him? So which means the beast, which is here, as I said, that will be a political figure that is going to rise up. You see, it will be... Uh, uh, in a situation where, but when we talk about a political figure, undefeated one, somebody who's going to come up with their ideas, and the Bible says it will be a political figure, a political governance, that people will be like, no one can defeat this one. You know, this one is uh, the most uh, wisest, is uh, the most intelligent, and no one will be able to, 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 to feel or think they would rise against this particular beast because it will be a political figure. And it will have influence, or it has influence, that people will be like, no one is like this one. All right? So the Bible says people will worship the ideas of the beast, and knowingly worshiping the dragon. Let's go to um, verse 16. He causes all, both right. small and great, mm -hmm. rich and poor, mm -hmm. free and slave, Mm -hmm. to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. Mm -hmm. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the Now, mark. the word mark there, you know, when you check in a Greek word, is karagima or karagima, which means a tattoo or a scratch. Just know that. So the beast is going to influence and say every person must have a mark or must have a scratch, all right? And then the Bible says, and he causes all both the small and great, rich and poor. It's not only for the poor, even the rich. It will force everyone, whether you are a slave or not. It says to receive a mark in their right hand or their foreheads. Now, people, they don't understand the meaning of right hand and forehead. So the right hand and forehead, there, there's a huge um, um, interpretation here according to the Bible. So the forehead actually represents the brain. In other words, there will be a mark, a certain knowledge, 
which will be imparted in people of intelligence is to deal with intelligence. And when we are dealing with the right hand, we are dealing with the most important part. When you say, is my right hand man, you know what it means. So when we say the right hand, actually, how they will deal with this thing, the, the base is going to come up with a certain way of things that will deal with man's intelligence, which is brain, and some that is very important on him. So the mark will be put on a person, on his skin, or inserted in him. But how it will come, it will, it will, it will have to do with intelligence. And people will be like, wow, this is the most well to go. This is the most intelligent thing to do. Now, continue reading verse uh, uh, 17. And the Bible says what? And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast. So the mark or, or the, the name, name of, of the, the beast. beast or and the number of his name. Or the number of his name. All right. Go, go ahead and, and let's go. Here is wisdom. Mm -hmm. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Now, did you hear that? So the Bible doesn't just speak about 666. It speaks of three things. It's a, if it talks about the mark, right? Mm -hmm. Then talks of the name mm -hmm. and the number. the number. So, so many people are so much carried away with the number. Oh, 666. But the Bible speaks of three things. So, um, um, uh, it's either, the Bible says, uh, there is a mark, the name, the name and the number. number. Alright. So, what, what are these things? So, tonight, we're going to handle a bit of the, of, of the mark. Okay? Which I've, I've just said um, um, uh, uh, that... Um, it actually comes from a Greek word, you know, karagima, you know, karagima. And it means a scratch, a tattoo. I don't mean your tattoos like, oh, so I have got tattoos. Is this, is this? No, no, we don't mean that. We are saying there will be a special tattoo that will be inserted in the people. I don't mean your tattoo like, oh, so you mean everybody with a tattoo? I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm very sorry. I, I'm not meaning that. So I'm talking about the meaning of a mark. So, which means this mark can come in a form of, let's tattoo everyone. It can also come in a, in a form of, let us um, uh, uh, put every person to have a certain serial number. All right? Or, let us give a person a certain sealed number. So, the number there is, it says what? Continue. Here is wisdom. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate Now, the, the word number. wisdom there... It is the word Sophia. Now, I want you to understand me here very, very well. In the Bible, there is no similar words. Each word may mean something different. Get this from today. In the Bible, each word may mean a different thing. So when we hear the word wisdom, there are different types of wisdom in the Bible. All right, we have got Hokima wisdom, um, uh, which is wisdom to escape from the trouble. It's in the Bible. When we have got Sophia wisdom, all right? So the, the word wisdom here, it is the highest wisdom which God uses. And understand this. It's not about the wisdom in class, like he's so wise in class, he can, he can understand this meaning. No. 
This wisdom, it is any person with a particular wisdom called Sophia, which he can interpret the mind of God. So the Bible says only that person should. Now read the verse. Here is, Here is the Sophia, right? Let him who has understanding. The word understanding there is nous. Mm -hmm. Continue. Let him who has understanding. And I'll explain that, right? Calculate the number of the beast. Mm -hmm. For it is the number of a man. His number is six, six, six. Now, I just understand. I just want to understand that word, right? It says the number is not the number of people. Right? Or of an animal. It is a number of a man. Six, six, six. In the King James Version, it actually says six hundred, three score, and six. Okay? It's not actually six. So if, if you may be actually waiting every day, like I want to see someone written six, six, six. Actually, that's not how it's written in the King James Version, where it's uh, the origin translation. The first English Bible to be interpreted is from Greek word, it, is, it was King James Version, which was interpreted by King James of, 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 uh, of, uh, of England. Now, when he interpreted this Bible, it was from Greek, and, the, and this is how it's written even in the Greek. The number is 603 score and 6. All right? So, the word here that you must understand here, the Bible says, and this number is a number of man and understand that so we have that and i want to, you to keep that in your mind the number of man it's not a certain number of something or, or, or no it's a number of man all right so we've got a number of man we have got a mark and we have got i want us to understand these three things before we begin to explain each of them differently so these things will be used, right? These things will be used in the, uh, after rapture. But we are seeing the signs now happening. So all the signs that are happening now is a foundation, a preparation of what's going to happen on tribulation. So when we combine signs of last days plus the signs of tribulation, we're able to know that Jesus is about to come. I think you're you understanding what I'm trying to say. When we add now signs, we, we, we are seeing these signs now of, of tribulation, all right, where numbers will be introduced, you know, things will be inserted in people, all these things. These are signs of tribulation. And we also see signs of the last days. When you combine them, now we are saying, oh, now this is serious. Jesus is about to come. For now, I think, let me get the questions. Uh, if there are some people with the questions. There's a question here. Mm -hmm. This person is saying, Prophet, what is the difference between the seal of God and the mark of the beast? So, in the book of Revelation, we must understand that um, there's a difference. The whole book of Revelation, there are two things. A seal or a mark. The beast will bring a mark, but the Holy Spirit will bring a seal. So people get scared of, oh, a mark of the beast, a mark of a beast, a mark of... But they are not, you see, um, also thinking of, the Bible says, there shall be a seal from God. People will receive a seal from God. 
People that don't know that. Okay? Now let's go to Revelation chapter 7. Let's check verse 3. Saying, do not harm the earth, mm -hmm. the sea, or the trees, mm -hmm. till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. So servants of God too, those who believe it too, they will receive a seal on their forehead. Alright? They're going to have a seal on their forehead. Ephesians 1.13. Let's check, let's check Ephesians 1 verse 13. So if you are a believer, if you, if you have the Holy Spirit, just understand something here is happening. You have a seal on you too. There is a seal on you. So don't just be scared. These are things which people who have no God should be scared of, not you. All right? Don't be scared of these things because you have a seal too. What does it say? Ephesians 1.13. In him you also trusted mm -hmm. after you heard the word of the truth, mm -hmm. the gospel of your salvation, mm -hmm. in whom also, mm -hmm. having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit You were sealed promise. with who? You were sealed with what? The Holy Spirit of Exactly. So a seal is a symbol or a sign. All right? It authenticates something that its origin uh, is original and is true. Every organization has got a seal. Every government has got a seal. If you go to a bank and they write a letter without a seal, it's a useless letter. So the beast will not bring a seal. It's a mark by force. You will be forced to have it. Well, a seal, it is something which may be decided to be put or not to be put. While a mark is something like to scratch you, whether you like it or not, you must have it. So we have the seal of the Holy Ghost. Because God decided to say those who believe, we have received Jesus. The Bible having what? Having, read again, verse 13. Having believed, you were sealed having with believed, the Holy Spirit. Having believed, we are sealed. So it's something of choice. I have believed in him. Then you will receive a seal of the Holy Spirit. So where you are, if you believe in Christ, wherever you go, when demons look at you, when Satan looks at you, he sees the seal of the Holy Spirit on your forehead. So don't just be like, oh, hey, there'll be a seal of the devil. Why are we so negative? We, we are God's children. We should be so much thinking of us what God says. In the last days, we too have got a seal of the Holy Spirit. A seal, it is a symbol. It is a sign. Glory be to God. A seal is a sign that is given to you because you have believed. A mark, it is not a sign. It is a mark, as, as, as I've said. Uh, karagima, something that they just put on you, whether you like it or not. It's a scratch. They just, boom, you need this. It's something you receive by force. So you must receive. So a mark will come by the devil where a seal is of God. So you are sealed. That's what you hear about the seal. Um, uh, in, in the book of Isaiah as well, I think we can also go in the book of Isaiah. Bind up this testimony of warning mm -hmm. and seal up God's instructions. Seal up. God's instructions. So it's a seal. Seal up. Like King James Version. Bind up the testimony. Mm -hmm. Seal the law among my disciples. Seal the law among, among my, my disciples. disciples. So to seal is, you know, when you, you make sure that there is an official, you know, uh, authentication where something has been 
um, um, you see, publicly declared by an institution to say this belongs to us. So the Bible says seal them with the law, with the word of God. The word of God must be in them. So a seal is, is different from the mark. The mark is what they put on you without you willing or without you wanting. Okay? So when you go to, and a seal has got um, um, three things. Each seal has got three things to know. If you want to know that it's a seal, it must have to do with the three things. A seal must have a name. A seal must have um, um, a title. And a seal must have a territory. And that's a seal. So if you say government is seal, mm -hmm. it means there's a, a name of that government. Mm -hmm. Then there is a, a territory of that government and a title of that government. In Exodus 20, verse 11, uh, Amplified Version. Amplified Version. Exodus 20. Exodus 20, verse 11. Yeah. For in six days, in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth. Now, wait. Let's get, get the word Lord there. So we have got a name, Lord. Uh huh. The sea and all that is he in He made them. what? He made the heavens and the earth. Heaven and earth, which is the territory. So we have got the name, Lord, heaven and earth, territory. Uh -huh. The sea and all that is in them. Mm -hmm. And rested the seventh day. Mm -hmm. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Okay, that's why the Lord blessed right. the, the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And hallowed it. Set it apart for his purposes. All right, so we can see here three things. We can see the title, okay, the Lord, then name God, and he made heaven and earth which is the territory. So there is no any place you can have a seal without that. So whenever you have the seal of God, which is the Holy Spirit, it means of the name of God, you have his territory, which is heaven, and also you have what is what? His title, a child of God. So there's no way you can have a seal without these three things. So the difference is the seal and and, and the mark. All right. There another question? Major one. How can we understand 666? All right. As I said, first of all, you must, uh, uh, the word is 666. It is not just a number. Okay. When, when you read the Bible here, it comes actually from the word arithmeo, uh, the Greek word arithmeo, which we bore the word arithmetic. All right. So if you say six. It's a, a number that is speaking of one thing. If it's a six, it's one thing. But at the very same time, you may mean so many things. For example, if I say, um, Major One has got his wife and two kids, right? Mm -hmm. So there, uh, you have given, like, I have wife and two kids, mm -hmm. all right? Then they say, it's one family, all right? It's one family. But when we go to our church where there are thousands of people, mm -hmm. all right, then they'll say, we saw a multitude of people. Mm -hmm. Okay? So a multitude could be one multitude or a lot of multitudes. So one multitude in a stadium is one multitude. 
But if you've got three, four, five stadiums, then you've got several multitudes. So here the number, right? This one you're supposed to understand. That's why it's called six, six, six. So it could be of one identical number, or it actually could mean a lot of numbers. But from what the Bible means here, the meaning of six is actually a number. It's not a good number. It's a number of rebellion. Okay? And here the Bible speaks of um, uh, this number uh, being a number of a man. Right? So the Bible says, he who has got understanding, which is noose, and he who has got what? Um, um, uh, wisdom, which is Sophia. Now, this Sophia is the wisdom that comes from God to understand what this is. So this will be a number that will be implanted, as we said. It will be implanted in people's hands, you know, in bodies, in what, uh, using the uh, intelligence which will come to say this, uh, uh, this is the best way to go. And people believe to the idea as this, the beast will rise because of the people. And, and, and using the 10 uh, 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 countries which will accept to say we are agreeing. As 10 countries, we are agreeing. So one will start this thing, which will be the, the seventh kingdom. All right? The seventh kingdom, which will rise and work with the beast. And they will say, we are agreeing what the beast is saying, and the beast it will be the political power or the political influence that will rise up, and so many people will not know it. It will come like a law. It will come like something that is going to uh, help the people, and the people agreed, and people accept it, but it will be how the 666 will be uh, introduced. And as I said before, all these are signs of the end times. And you can see the signs of the end times plus the signs of the last days being combined here. As I said in my next episode, I will now explain in details about this. But I've just, because I'm answering the person, I'm forced to talk a, a little bit of it. But in the next episode, I will talk about how do we know this number? Does this number exist? Is it already there? How is it being used? Do you have another question? Yeah. Prophet, who will bring 666? I think I've answered already that question. Yes. Um, I've already answered that question, that it will be a person who will come up uh, in innocence, he will rise up with intelligence, and the whole world will accept him, and they'll say, well, so we've already answered that, and it's going to ride, ride on political wings and, and, and governance, uh, which will be the seventh kingdom according to the Bible, and then there'll be 10 countries who agree to it, and that's how it will be introduced. So I think we have answered about that. And those who are watching on the TV, uh, you'll be joining me again, uh, where I'll be explaining more into this uh, topic in the next episode. And God is going to explain more to us, and above everything else, let us understand the seal of God, which is the Holy Spirit. God wants you to understand this Revelation, the whole Bible, when you read, you're going to find out where the Bible says, actually, I saw the seal of God, I saw the scroll, it was sealed, and I prayed. You see, so seal is from God, all right? And he was even begging God to open the seal because it's from God, all right? But the mark is of the devil, and we need to be sealed with the Holy Spirit because Jesus is about to come um, uh, to, to take his church. And this is not his second coming, but the, the, the coming for rapture. Well, we'll meet him in the air. After that, uh, there will be 
tribulation. After tribulations, Jesus will come for the second time for the people of Israel. And I think we shared that already. Uh, we already explained about all those type of messages and explanations. Once again, I said what I'm sharing here are the things which the Holy Spirit reveals to me. And that's how in our church we believe. It could be different with how you believe or how you know. It could be different. But this is the truth from Sophia. The divine wisdom that God gives and reveals um, um, uh, through his people. And I, I hope uh, you have had a revelation that has enlightened so many questions which you had. Uh, you'll be joining me again for the next uh, uh, episode. We'll be explaining and it'll be episode four. And those watching, God bless you for watching Prophetic Channel. This is Major One.